episode 24. I don't think I've ever been committed, you know, as committed to anything in my life as I am this podcast. Episode 24, oh my God. I'm back. I'm back from tour. And like I said on the last episode, this app, um, you know, we're going to talk about what I learned from tour and I'll give you uh, the outcome of me looking after myself. Did I survive? Obviously, yes. Uh, How did I go? I'll let you know. But we did, I think, 24 or 25 shows with clowns over like four weeks. Might have even been, actually, it might have been a bit more than 25 shows. I don't know. I know I had two days off. And last step, like I said, we talked about mental health. And I talked about how on the first international tour that I did, uh, which was, you know, probably, I don't know, less than six months ago sort of thing. I, I didn't look after my health very well. And I wondered if I was able to look after it a little bit better on this tour. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. But first, uh, I also mentioned that I would pick a random donator of my Movember uh, sort of fundraiser. I was going to say fun run, but I don't run. Well, I have been running lately, actually. And I'll, I'll get into that a little bit um, to start with. But yeah, so Radar's Picks. Radar's Picks was the lucky winner of any A2 print on my store. Any unsigned A2 print, uh, Radar's Picks can pick that. And I've spoken to Radar Picks already. But yeah, congrats, Radar's Picks. We raised, like all together, we raised 430 bucks for November which is so good because obviously that's something that's really close to my heart. Um, and unfortunately, there's so much there's, there's so much going on that, you know, everyone's really banding together for these fires, which are horrible. And, uh, you know, I'm really, par- I'm really proud of a lot of, a lot of my friends. Um, and if anyone has any suggestions on how I can – Uh, how I can pitch in, please let me know. I'm thinking of trying to think of stuff. Uh, But yeah, like best wishes to everyone out there. Please stay safe and um, look after yourselves. All right, so the goals. The goals for when I was on tour was, and and this is groundbreaking. I'm sure this is groundbreaking stuff, was to one, drink less, and number two, get more sleep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that that is, you know, the sort of the the path to feeling healthy? And it sounds it sounds simple, right? But you know, it's everyone needs, you know, like 7, 8 hours sleep, but when you're on a schedule and you need to get up early and you need to go and, you know, be at a certain place at a certain time every single day and those places are further apart from each other, you obviously, you know, you can't just sleep in. And when I could sleep in, that was beautiful on those couple of days we had off. But generally, you can't do that. But I think I did, I think I did okay sort of managing that little amount of sleep uh, that I had. Uh, But, you know, like I tried, I, I probably like, I probably got, well, I got very drunk on the last night. Uh, and that's probably where you saw that, that crowd, that crowd dive that I did, uh, at Finer Sign Fish Fillets show. But I, yeah, I feel like I did pretty good. Like in general, I, yeah, I probably drank every night except for the days off, but I drank less 
And so I was always probably able to drive if I needed to. I, di- I didn't obviously have to drive, but that gives you an idea of how little I drank, which was which was good, mission successful. And the rest of the time, you know, I tried to pack up all my stuff, get my editing done, and sleep as much as possible um, and make the most of the five hours, six hours that we had. So I think it did pretty good. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel as mentally run down until I got home. And I think that might have been the jet lag. There's, there's not a lot that, you know, you can do about that. But in general, I, w- I would give myself a big tick on both sleep more and drink less. So pretty happy with myself. And I, I, I feel, you know, it's taken a little bit to get back into the podcast game, you know, because I've just been recovering. And I like, yeah, I was just like so jet lag for so long, which is so unusual. But yeah doesn't matter you never finish learning you you don't you never finish learning and you know I did I did think about three different things that I learned from the tour just gone you know on on you know what I would like to share with people Uh, and these might sound a little bit straightforward too but it's like that question in school there's no such thing as a dumb question. You never ask the question, but I'm going to give you the answer. Because I, I can hear you out there saying, what did you learn? What did you learn? In, um, in SOS, if anyone had SOS. Anyway, three things, right? Number one, pack your bag with a bit of camera gear in one and a bit of camera gear in another. Pack it across multiple bags. And normally I do that when I fly, but, you know... And this time I did too, but it really reminded me of why you should pack your gear across multiple bags. Because for the first time ever, and I touch wood, I'm actually touching wood right now. I touch wood that that doesn't, that, you know, this doesn't happen again. But it was the first time that my luggage had been lost. Because I probably had like 10 minutes to get a connecting flight in Abu Dhabi. But, you know, I made it but my bag did not. And so if that had happened, I was like thinking if that had happened the other way, I had to like go to shoot another show in like a couple of days after I landed. And if I didn't carry at least my camera body, my flash and, you know, one main lens in my backpack, I would not have, I I wouldn't have been able to do that gig and I would have, I would have lost that opportunity. So friendly reminder, pack it across multiple bags because eventually your good luck of never losing a bag is going to run out. And I got my bag back and Eddie had were sick about it, but definitely um, pack it across multiple bags. Number two, give yourself a proper day off. And I didn't do this on the first tour. The second tour, when we had a day off and everyone else had a day off, I made sure that I had a day off too. And no one was like, no one was asking me, oh, hey, can you, can you make sure you get me those photos? Because right after the show, before the day off, I made sure I got, you know, a couple of photos to them, but I didn't do the whole suite of images because I wanted to have the next day off completely, just not taking any photos or, or not feeling obligated to take any photos and just, you know going at the pace of everyone else and having that time to like just really sit down 
and chill. And I think that that was really helpful as well because last time I was like, oh, I, sh- I should edit some photos. I should I should be doing something. But it's a day off when, you, when you're doing that much. You really need to, you know, you really do appreciate that, that time off. So kind of like plan, you know, your work a little bit in advance and at least give them a couple of photos, give the band a couple of photos so you can at least, you know, be free of that feeling that you need to go and edit photos. Number three, travel with a microfiber cloth. I, for the first, like probably five years of me shooting, I, I didn't travel with a lens pen, which is like, you know, it's a little cleaning utensil, which is really cool. Uh, and I also didn't have a microfiber cloth. And I found that, you know, I was just using my t-shirt and it just, it doesn't fully like wipe it away. You know, like a microfiber cloth does It's kind of like you would, well, I guess you would clean your glasses with a t-shirt, but I don't have glasses, but I would, I would think it would smudge it a little bit or just not be as nice as using a microfiber cloth or glasses cleaner. So it's the same as like a camera lens, you know, you want your stuff ready to go. And the amount of times that I had things spilt on me, you know, um, just thrown in the air and, and all like, you know, Stevie spitting on my camera, which makes for great photos. So, you know, I am mad Stevie, but you know, you need to clean your, you need to clean your stuff so you can keep taking good photos and you need to do it quickly. So every single time that I shot, I had a microfiber cloth in my, my pocket because it was just a bit faster than a lens pen in that scenario. And whenever I needed it, because there was a few times where the humidity made the, the front lens fog up so much, I just like bring it out of my pocket, give it a quick wipe. That allowed me to shoot like maybe 10 photos. Then I'd probably need to wipe it again. So I had like a pretty big one. I got a cheap one from um, that car place, Super Cheap Auto. Because like there was a great deal on microfiber cloths. And I bought one for my car and I treated one to my camera. And it was, um, you know, it was a blessing in disguise. It says chamois on it, but... You know, you best believe I'm shamming my camera if that's a thing. So you look like a bit of an idiot, but it's a big microfiber cloth rather than a small little one. So it's really easy to just like grab out of your your um, pocket and give it a big wipe. Plus it's like bright yellow. And so it's really easy to see if it knocks on the ground or, you know, you need to go diving for it or anything like that. So there are three things that I learned from tour. Like I said, you never finish learning. These are very basic things, but they are things that, you know, make a difference. And I think let me learn the hard way or let me learn uh, and share that information with you. Tool highlights. Tool highlights. Like everyone says, oh, what was, what was the best thing? Three things. Seeing my friends every day. Love that. How often do you get to go away? with good friends of yours and see them all day, every day and hang out and just laugh and, you know, so many belly laughs and that's, that's so good for the soul. So that was definitely number one. Number two, hearing the song play dead every single night. That's my favorite clown song. I probably have mentioned it before. That is definitely my favorite clown song. And so hearing that every night was like sick because I never get sick of that song. And number three, I don't think it's a positive thing, but someone bit me. 
someone bit me in Le Havre in France, and I don't know who it was. It was like this gig where so much crazy stuff was happening. There was like these two guys making out. I put a pic on my Instagram of that. There was a couple of guys making out. One guy like was grabbing into another guy's pants and it was pulling that guy's strudel out. And then like I was just taking photos of just all this crazy stuff happening while clowns are playing. And I know someone sort of like fell on me from crowd surfing, but then I just felt this bite on my on my shoulder. And if you've ever seen that um, video of that kid unwrapping a Nintendo for Christmas, and then all of a sudden the cat jumps on him and bites him like around his neck, that was probably a visual representation of what that was like. But it was amazing. I, I have no bad vibes against that guy that bit my bit my shoulder. Uh, you're a good egg, but don't make that. Can everyone just not make that a trend? I don't want to like always have to feel like I'm getting bit all the time whenever I go to a show. We'll finish off with a, a listener question from Sam Messer. Uh, Sam said, hey, Matt, basically listen to your whole back catalog of your podcast today. Basically, that suggests that you missed one. Or you you were like, oh, I don't like this app. I'll skip it. That's okay, Sam. It's okay. Uh, but he said, basically, oh, sorry, he or she. Basically, Sam said that uh, they listened to my whole back catalog of the podcast today, Digging What You're Doing. Thank you. My question uh, was, when shooting bands for any movement or new angle, I find like I take a sequence of shots. Sometimes I can have as many as 10 great shots, all only differing very slightly with a change of facial expression or movement along the guitar neck, for example. I assume the client won't want 10 shots of the same thing, so I usually pick my favorite of the sequence and will only pass on one. How many would you pass on in this instance? Okay. This is a really good question because I, I don't think I'm very good at this and it's something that I really am trying to get better of over time, better at over time. Uh, I don't know, like, okay, basically 10 shots, you could whittle that down to two. Like, you could probably whittle it down to three, right? Uh, and yeah, you're right. The artist won't want 10 of the same. They'll probably take it, but it doesn't really put your best foot forward in terms of, you know, the strength of your work. And so what I generally do is, you know, pick my, my top three, um, and then I'll get rid of the other seven. Then I'll edit those three as I would normally. And I'll make sure that I do one color, one black and white, if I can. Uh, and that immediately gives me two varieties that gives me like two alternate ones. And so at least I'm taking like one fifth of the total amount, if I've done my maths correctly, uh, of the work and I'm, I'm passing that on. So it doesn't really feel that bad, but sometimes you do have to take a burst shot. A lot of the time I take burst shots and that's okay because you don't want to like miss that moment. And sometimes, especially with like drummers or like guitarists that are totally shredding, you know, you what you might just take a single frame of might be a Beyonce level facial expression. And while they're funny, 
Um, you know, and if, if the person's your friend, you'd have a laugh about it. If it's a client, just a strict client, you, you have no use for that. And so taking a sequence of photos is a good thing. So I wouldn't feel bad about that, but you do have to push yourself to go, okay, um, you know, which ones do I think they look, you know, the most, uh, professional in this aspect, you know, which one do, are they exuding the, the X factor that I think this artist is about? And what do I want to put forward? And that immediately will get rid of like, say, half the amount if you're being fair to yourself. And then you're up for the hard thing of just picking, you know, two or three. And that way, if you do one color and one black and white, at least you've got two and you only have to get rid of three. Uh, And at least you're giving some kind of variety to the client because now you've got two photos. Yeah, they might be quite similar, but they're not the exact same photo, uh, but you know, they're styled a little bit differently. So there is a point to giving that that content um, to them. But I wouldn't give them, you know, any more than two where their head is only slightly pulled back or, or something like that. So, yeah, it's a tough one. It's one I'm working on. Don't be uh, too hard on yourself about it. But, you know, you don't have to totally delete the image. So one thing I always remind myself, the artist comes back and they go, I don't really like how I look there. Do you have any others that are similar to it? I can go, hell yeah, man. Pull out that third one, pull out that fourth one and send it in. So, you know, you can't lose. It's, It's not like you have to totally erase the existence of the photos altogether. So good luck, Sam. Um, and thanks for sending in that question. If you do have questions to send in, you can just do it on Instagram or you can, um, you know, mail me, mail me a letter if you have the address or bring me a hard copy letter. I would love it if someone would bring me a hard copy letter. Maybe tonight at Crowbar, the last show at Crowbar is Comeback Kid tonight in approximately um, I don't know, six hours from recording this. And it's the last show at Crowbar, but it's okay because Crowbar's just moving from 243 Brunswick Street over into where the bright side is. And the bright side is now moving outside. So you know how Brightside had, if you're, if you're Brisbane-based, Brightside was split into two effectively, but still called the Brightside. You had the outdoor Brightside, which they called the Valley Drive-In, but was operated by Brightside and inside was called the bright side. So now Crowbar is moving into the indoor space and that'll be known as Crowbar. And then outside will be known as the bright side and Valley Drive-In's name is gone. So that's how it's going to be working. Um, I'm really excited for the next step of Crowbar. And, you know, I'm still so, I'm still just as excited about it as I was the first time um, that I shot crowbar at 243 so tonight is going to be a bit melancholic but uh it's going to be fun if you want to get a beer at 243 before they move tonight is your last chance i'll be there uh comeback kid will be there some other great bands will be there and i feel like it's going to be a bit of a mates fest um a bit sad but also really exciting for what's going to come next at um at warner street for crowbar so that's it for this app. Sorry, it took a little bit for me to get back and get in the swing of things. Uh, but, you know, like I said, tonight we come back here. I shot Best Night Ever last week, actually. Um, and that was really, really fun. I was back there with clowns and the chats and the skegs were also there. And skegs, skegs and the chats are playing Coachella, man. What the hell? 
um, that my body is just pulsing with excitement right now uh, for those guys um, because they they all deserve it as a lot of our awesome Australian bands um, do. Like I love the amount of exposure that Australian bands are getting at the moment for you know for the great work that that they do and I love that they're mixing up with stages with like you know Frank Ocean and ah, man that's mind-blowing anyway it's the end of this app I'll be back for app 25 and we'll have another cute time together